Welcome to Family Tech Talk, the show that helps you be the tech expert of your home. From interviews with lifestyle experts on how they use technology to tech tips and the latest news. No matter what your skill level is with Family Tech Talk, you can be the person all your friends and family go to for tech advice. Let's get right into today's episode. Have you wanted to learn languages? I know I uh, learned some French back in high school. Can I speak it now? Probably not. I can understand a little bit of it, but you know, I've lost definitely a ton of it. So I am so envious of people like Michelle who can speak multiple languages. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do and how to how they can find you. Hi everyone. So um, my name is Michelle and I'm from Italy. Besides my my really not Italian accent when I speak English, I know. Um, but I can speak with my hands, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the typical Italian. Like... Yeah, I'm really Italian because of that. I speak a lot with my hands, so bear with me during this live. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's really tall. I'm Michelle. I'm from Italy, uh, so therefore my mother tongue is Italian. I have been studying English since I was a child, basically. And now I'm 25. I also graduated and did a master's degree in languages and cultures for communication in English and Japanese. But throughout my life, and especially thanks to the, um, you know, the school system, I know this might be weird to hear, but um, I learned French, Spanish, of course, English, French, Spanish, German, Japanese, and also self-studying Portuguese and Korean. When I have time, of course. Because- <laughs> You know, just in your spare time, just a couple <laughs> more languages to pick up. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, my nephew is kind of similar. He um, he speaks fluent French I mean, and obviously English because that's where he's from. Um, but he's been learning Spanish. Like his fiance is actually now from Mexico. Um, oh, so he speaks so fluent Spanish. He speak, oh, he's learning Japanese and Korean. Um, and like, and he just kind of really picks that up too. But for someone like me who maybe can't like pick it up as easily, we've got some great advice for you, right? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I think that it's once you get the system hacked, um, more or less is almost the same. It really depends the language you're tackling with, but if there's passion here, anything is possible basically uh, for people might be for some people might be easier for some people might be a, a little bit more difficult time-wise situations might happen life gets in between therefore our um, learning approach might differ the time that we can dedicate to this passion might differ compared to other people therefore each journey is unique and that's the the gem the thing that <laughs> I always um, repeating my community. So literally, your language journey is yours and only yours. Now, I didn't send you this question, but uh, just as we were talking, as we we're getting to know each other, it made me think, do you think there is less of an emphasis to speaking multiple languages like here in the States than mm-hmm. in like somewhere like Europe? Because I see multiple people in Europe speaking multiple languages, but, you know, Mm -hmm. usually we're only speaking English or maybe a a second language. Um, What do you think about that? Well, you know, um, if you're part of, uh, if if you were born in a country that is part of the EU, um, 
studying two languages at school that are not yours, basically not the ma your mother tongue is mandatory. And one of course is English. And then there's another one that you have to pick up. Um, but this usually is one of the most popular, like German, French, or or Spanish. But uh, depending also on your neighboring country, it might happen that you have to learn the other language as well. Like I know, for example, that Finnish people learn Swedish as well. Um, I'm not really sure, but some schools do. Or maybe here in Italy, we have we also have a very huge diversity in dialects and languages. So, like for example, Sardinian, um, our island, Sardinia, for example, has its own language. It's not even a dialect. Oh, wow. Therefore, we are naturally um, because of our history, because of our geography, we're naturally exposed to many other different languages. Like consider the map of Europe, for example. It's basically just same in size more or less as the US, but there are more than 30 countries in it. Well, the US is a big monolithical square where everyone, was, everyone speaks the English there. Of course, with immigration and all the other cultural things, there, it's basically the, the bad, <laughs> it reminds me of, of school days, but we see the US as a big melting pot, but in reality, Europe is almost basically the same if not even more. Right. Yeah. It, it's almost like if each individual state had their own language. I mean, if you go to the South, it almost sounds like another language. Yeah. But, it's but, true. It's true. Yeah. So I can see how that would lend itself more to learning more languages because I'm surrounded by it more. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. And also because um, part being part of the European Union is also about preserving all the different languages. So uh, it's also, it's literally like a law. Every, every single language, like the official language, languages of a state, are recognized and protected languages by the EU. Therefore, it's easier to make them spread. And of course, nowadays with access to technology and stuff like that, it's even better. It's um, it's basically it's like when you unlock a new level in a platform game, you basically unlock the final and literally there's the final world and there's everything at your disposal on the internet. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm. Um, so, what is your favorite language to speak or listen to? And if they're different, I'd love to love to hear that. Okay, so um i love all the languages honestly if i could i would listen to all day but if i have to pick one is like my the one that if i could forget well if, if like a genius or something comes will cut at me and like you can speak and hear just one language you have to pick one yeah i would choose japanese oh interesting yeah, Japanese is literally my favorite. Um, I really like the sounds of a language in general. I usually start learning a language because I like how it, I want, how it is, the phonetics, how it's structured. I really like how I hear it. And when I try to repeat the sounds myself, I find my voice comfortable in it. I don't know, it's like um, melting my voice and my personality into a new language. And I think that Japanese is the one that makes my heart really skip a beat like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, every time. Yeah. 
That you know, my daughter echoes that statement. She's uh, she's currently in high school, but she is taking Japanese. So oh, next great. year will be her second year of Japanese. But she loves that language as well. Yeah, because personally speaking, it's not only about you know、um, pop culture because definitely is the is the first meeting that you encounter as a Japanese language lover.、Um, And of course, I, I am fascinated by Japanese pop culture as well.、Uh, myself, of course, I would be a hypocrite not telling that. But seriously, the sound of the language, and I consume a lot of Japanese music, even though it's not the usual mainstream one, or maybe you know, I really like it. And when I hear it, it's like this is my jam, literally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Same with my daughter. She listens to a lot of Japanese music as well. Most of the time, I have no idea what what her music is saying, but she loves it.、Um, so, aside from like just being part of the EU and like naturally being around other languages, is there anything else that kind of made you really interested in learning multiple languages? Well, there's actually an act on、um, an act. Ah, that's that's English word. <laughs> It's so difficult. You do agree.、Um, there's a story behind it. Let's say like that.、There's、yeah. There's a story behind it, and basically, it's all thanks to my parents. They are monolingual. They're basically like U.S. citizens. They only speak Italian. They tried to to learn a little bit. My mom French when she was in middle and high school,、yeah. and a little bit of English. My dad, but they never found them. You know, useful or interesting. It was also the eighties and nineties. Therefore, also it was different back then. You know,、yeah. there was not also countries where like enclosures. They they basically lived only by themselves. There's there was no that kind of connectivity. And especially back、mm-hmm. when the world was basically split in two in terms of you know influences. And、um, so they encouraged me a lot in trying my best with languages, and thanks to their will to travel abroad a lot,、um, because、um, we used to spend a classical two-week long vacation,、uh, one year in Spain and one year in Greece, and we none of us could speak <laughs> any of the local language. Therefore, we tried our best with English, and they pushed me like Michelle, try. At least you, because we cannot. You're so young, and you can tr- do it. And so I tried myself a little bit, and I was like, okay, English will help me connect to me with new people, and finally、um, understand what is going on and connect with the、um, with the local communities a little bit. Because I I saw that they were trying also their best to speak because Spain Spain and Greece are not definitely countries, especially when it was. Like two thousand and three and four,、um, English was not really that common. Also back in the days, but also when I was trying to call my 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 grandparents back at home,、uh, there there were like the public telephones, and they were only in Spanish and Catalan because we were、um, in the Catalan speaking area. And I was trying literally, I I understood that I had to put the Spanish version in order for me to understand a little bit better, and then I figured it out on my own. Therefore, these kind of experiences that really made me understand that languages were not the barrier. I literally understood that that is what I want to do. I want to learn languages because I really want to get myself close、mm-hmm. to this kind of reality. Yeah, that's an awesome story. I love that.、Um, <laughs> 
I, so you never learned Greek or anything or? No, Greek, no. <laughs> Just a couple random words, oh, sure. but my friend, more. my friend actually spent two years in Greece and, and he Aww. speaks Greek, but you know, I obviously, I know like this much French and that's about it. <laughs> um, so is it hard to keep them straight? Like, so for example, I was a roommate in college. My, um, my roommate, she is native Spanish. Um, so she's from South America and like, she'd be on the phone with her daddy and it would be like, but dad, I don't want to, but no, seriously. And so it was all this like English mashed in with the Spanish. And so like, do you do that? Like, do you throw things out? Yeah, I randomly throw English in my Italian or maybe some Spanish or maybe even with my Spanish friend, I throw in all the other languages, even Japanese, I throw in. Yeah. But it's not a thing of keeping them separated because I want to be perfect, yeah. especially when you're in a familiar situation, like, for example, speaking to your uh, to your significant other or maybe to your friend or stuff like that is putting the things that you are most comfortable with you know maybe there are concepts that do not exist in your native language but if you know in another language might fit the situation very well and you just throw it in like for example um what you said about your former roommate in college like but dad you know <laughs> that is what a lot of people get from um american movies or maybe american tv shows and they really stress on this kind of feelings you know english to me as well is really sassy yeah like, you know i i use english in order to also in my daily life in order to be a little bit more sassy or maybe even as well to convey a kind of message sure. because in italian just it doesn't come up very well in terms of you know the pronunciation the sounds of the language the intention that you put into it um even for example when it comes to um posting content on instagram for example i mainly share about my life as content creator and as language learner but i find it very difficult to do in italian because i'm so accustomed and i'm so used to use english as mean to be um around everyone and communicate with everyone and be understood by basically everyone that if i were to do that in italian i wouldn't even know what the words are <laughs> i i could i cannot translate them or maybe the message that i want to convey doesn't it's not the same thing you know yeah. It's not, so it's not a thing about, you know, setting them straight, the languages and getting things right because you want to be perfect and you want to be proficient. Mm -hmm. Especially for me, it's all about the feelings that I want to convey. And this is why I mix them in my conversations. Yeah, that actually makes total sense because, you know, and I'm, I'm, can, I'm translating it <laughs> uh, into for me it's like responding with a gif like i could type my response but like a gif just says it exactly the way i want it to exactly. say exactly yeah. that's the same feeling right i'm like yeah no this gif totally conveys exactly my feelings about this so i'm just gonna post that yeah exactly exactly it just basically works like that yeah same that's 
Awesome. Um, so are there languages that are easier to start with? So say I'm a native English speaker, which most of my audience is, um, what, where would I start if I want to get started? Okay. The answer is yes, but because <laughs> yes, yeah, but. there are, it's always, <laughs> right. yes, but. but of course there are easier languages because it all depends your background. Yeah. Because it really depends what is your native language and maybe if you had already some connections with another one, maybe if part of your family has some um, ancestry from other countries as well. Well, the U.S. is oh, basically. Yeah, it, all cool. of us are from other countries. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Therefore, Except for the Native have... Americans, they were they were here. <laughs> exactly. Um or maybe you have a grandparent that still remembers a little bit um, of the of the mother tongue. Um, like this happens with many Italo-Americans um, as well. But even with families of Asian descendants like Chinese, Japanese, Koreans, Vietnamese, uh, or Thai people, there are many, especially in the East Coast of the U.S. Um, therefore, it really makes a difference your starting point. So really depends on that. Yeah. For English native speakers that basically have no access to other languages already in their family or maybe in their um, close friends niche, um, definitely languages that are pretty kind of similar because they might have the same sentence structure or maybe, you know, um, there are words in common. Like, for example, English is a mixture between a little bit of Latin, a little bit of Greek, but majorly Latin, I would say, um, and Germanic languages. Therefore, these two big families are definitely the most accessible ones to native English speakers. And also, of course, Spanish. Spanish, you have Mexico, right? Right. Right. <laughs> right behind you basically yeah. and um you also have french if you think about quebec yeah if you're like in maine or vermont or something exactly yeah. exactly or yeah definitely maybe new york state and you're right. there in vancouver basically um so you have to think also about these things or maybe if you're if you have a local community um that is around you uh like for example let's give an example you're from the los angeles area Definitely Asian languages can be a huge go-to because you have little Tokyo, Chinatown, you have Koreatown. You have basically a whole enclave into your own country of another country and everything's in their language as well, in the, in the native language as well. Yeah. And, and especially in the U.S., I think, uh, at, at least for someone who has been in the U.S. and so knows a little bit about uh, how things work there seeing if I were an immigrant like for example a Chinese immigrant seeing someone from a country that is basically giving me has given me a lot of opportunities and everything and is really genuinely interested and comes to me that basically I'm a native speaker and I have knowledge and I have access to the knowledge that we want to share that is like when you create the best relationships so it really depends on you your background and what you like, of course, because easier languages are a thing, but do you really like them? Yeah. Do you really like one of them? <laughs> yeah, then that's where you go. Um, that's a really good point that I, I love that you said there is, you know, they really 
want to share their culture and their, you know, and their language. And if you're going to show interest in that, that is going to create a bond with them. It just reminds me of the this YouTuber. I'm sure you follow the YouTuber that speaks really good Chinese. I can't remember his name, but he's mm. got millions upon millions of followers. Um, but he like he learns like he's got like impeccable Chinese and he'll go to like Chinatown and like order things mm -hmm. in this like perfect Chinese and like they're always just like oh my gosh oh yeah okay I got you yeah but even not about youtubers like for example I know it's kind of a meme but even John Cena for the the former wrestler yeah he is he tries he, he he admitted as well that he tries to speak Chinese and even when he was doing WWE I, I know there was a show and that but he at least tried to say some things in proper Chinese. That is how you show respect as well. Mm -hmm. um, when, when there's really genuine feeling behind wanting to share and wanting to say, hey, I'm trying my best to connect with you. Would you like to connect with me as well through your language, through your culture, through your history? I'm here to listen. That's what people want to hear basically when they are on the other side or be or maybe when there are uh, Italian Americans uh, that maybe want to learn about Italy want to learn about Italian and stuff like that and they really want to get that level of Italian before asking for the citizenship as well um, that is what really makes our heart warm because this is our specific example but if you have Italian um, grandparents or maybe great-grandparents you can ask for your citizenship and actually, many Americans get that, but they don't even owe, know where Italy is, or maybe they do not know any Italian. And this is really sad because we have other situations going on in our country as well, sure. where people were born here, but still don't have the citizenship. But really, when there's the joy of discovering your roots, that's when we are like, I will throw at you basically all the dictionaries that I, I I have at home and help you out because yeah, it's about the power of connections basically. Yeah, I love that. So, are there any language apps that are your favorites mm. that help you like that can help someone like me learn? Oh, <laughs> well, this is a very serious topic with me um, <laughs> because I don't really like apps. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, but because um, there are generic ones that might be good, but as I said, they're generic. Mm -hmm. Therefore, even the learning curve or maybe the whole experience is a little bit different. Um, my favorite way to learn language is to grab a very... Um, this is this might be very boomer of me <laughs> a 25 year old boomer this is great <laughs> yeah but just for that yeah grab a grab a textbook grab a grab a good grammar book that will give you the the solid foundations of how you want to structure your sentences and then grab yourself and throw everything that you have into immersion so just consume the language um, maybe watch youtube in 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 that target language or maybe read um, what you might watch on maybe instagram or tiktok on social media 
turn that and translate it into your language. Maybe you're interested in interior design, you watch that in English. My, maybe you can look for interior design accounts in Spanish. Yeah. Because this way you're also immersing yourself into something that you already like. And of course, when you want to have a conversation with a native, or maybe you want to write with a native, like Chad, you already have the knowledge of what you would like to, to, to speak about, to write about. So you're already talking about yourself. You're getting things that you want to know, but apps are too generic for that. They are too impersonal, in my opinion. So that's why I always suggest, like, grab a book, a good one, that is basically, like, the spine of your body, and then build around it with immersion. So just grab the language. Everything you might do in your native one, therefore in English, try and do that in Spanish. For example, this is a very stupid thing, but I really like it. Um, I really like watching, you know, those kind of programs like um, where there's a judge that has to decide whether to give the fine or not. Caught in Providence, kind of. Yeah, no, I love courtroom drama, like not drama, but like I love watching actual courtroom like interactions. Well, I watch a program on YouTube because it's um, it's in the U.S., yeah. Um, but I watch it in Spanish. Smart. So just translate your life, basically. That's more or less this my system. I really like watching cartoons. I used to watch Japanese cartoons um, dubbed in Italian. Now I watch them in Japanese. Right. Of course, that is like the most mainstream thing that you can do. In Japanese, <laughs> but, um, I really like singing. I used to do that a lot in English. And this is a way I learn English as well. I do that in Japanese as well. <laughs> I just sing along all the time, maybe when I'm in my car, and then I recognize the words. Like, ah, uh, this is the word that I recognized the other day that I met in the flashcards. So that is this one. Let's analyze the sentence. And then the brain automatically goes and sway because it's a really, it's, it's like a stimuli, you know? You're trying to recreate the, the same environment when you started learning English, when you were a child. Right. You're just surrounded with it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so much better. And so my nephew, he, I think I already said, like he is really good at different languages as well. And he has a similar outlook where, you know, you can learn it better by just talking to other people in that language. And that's actually how he met his fiance. They met on like uh, an app where you can like just chat with native speakers of of that language. He was trying to learn Spanish and, Mm -hmm. you know, started talking with her and they ended up like, you know, hooking up. But <laughs> so um, happens like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I love that, but I love, you know, like whatever you're already interested in, just consume that content in the new language and like, and go from there. Um, that, like seriously, never even crossed my mind, but I, it's amazing. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> No, I'm glad. I'm glad. Because seriously, it's overlooked. You always think about language studies more. If you're in a hurry with apps or maybe the the traditional ways, studying so many hours, sitting at the desk, more academic style. But actually, language learning can be so much fun. I actually personally love studying grammar from textbooks or maybe courses. But that's because I'm kind of geeky yeah. on, that, on that side. But seriously, just think there watching my YouTube videos maybe about 
I don't know, vlogs about trips or maybe courtroom sessions in Spanish. Um, uh, in and it's called Caso Cerrado. Just just telling because it's available on the, on the US TV. Yeah. <laughs> just telling for the audience if they know or maybe they're interested in. Yeah. Um, I watched that kind of stuff um, already. Um, so I watched it in Italian. Why shouldn't why shouldn't I watch it in another language? Basically. Sure. Well, and you reminded me, I used to watch telenovelas with my roommate, you know, and obviously I didn't know anything like that they were saying, but I'd be like, okay, what'd they say? Okay. Now what happened? Like, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to like, you know, and we got really into these telenovelas. Like I was super obsessed, even though like, I really had no idea like what they were what saying. What was going on? Yeah. <laughs> but it was so fun. Um, so how much time should I try and dedicate to learning a new language? Like, okay, I'm going to start learning a new language. Like what time per day should I like really be looking at that? Ooh, to be honest, this really varies because um, we always think uh, about language learning as something that we must do, we should do. But we should, why not transform it into something that we want to do? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different the mindset and the approach because, um, for example, I don't usually spend all days and almost every day of the week studying languages because I have an nine to five. Um, I also have a run, uh, a house to run and stuff like that. And I'm multi-passionate. I want to do other things as well. And therefore my energies and my time uh, run out. So instead of uh, how can I study languages in terms of time of, is there space for this kind of thing in my life? Do I really want to do that? Depends. To be honest, for me, it depends. There are days that I want to study. There are other days that I want to study. Of course, that's that's a big disclaimer. If you're, if you're staying consistent, you will see the results a little bit late, a little bit earlier, of course. And especially if you're just focusing on one single language, because if you're focusing your attention, your brain, your energies on a single thing, of course you will see the progress um, earlier and probably you will notice it um, like prominently. But if you just have to spread your focus also on other things, of course, that time and the energy is reduced. But you don't have to feel guilty because um, the thing is uh, guilt, you know. Oh, maybe I should have done that. But you didn't want to. Right. It's, it's not also, it's not only about motivation. It's about following instinct. We are basically animals at heart. We don't want, we, maybe there are days that we don't want to study. Or maybe there are days we want to study three, four hours. I personally, my... After many years of studying languages and also being in academia, doing that, um, uh, my biggest tip about um, the, the amount of time is dedicate the amount of time that you want to dedicate. <laughs> I love it. Because life may change. Maybe you have a plan and maybe your life gets upside down and then you feel guilty because you couldn't. But it's okay because your focus and you as a person were needed on other things. Maybe because you wanted or maybe because you didn't want. But languages are there for a lifetime. 
therefore it's not something that runs out you will never run out of languages if, of time to study right. language if yeah. you want to uh, maybe even just uh, five minutes when you don't feel like it or passive immersion or maybe just doing something that you like for example like immersion like i said before mm-hmm. and try maybe have a contact with the language every day just to not let it you know go away but first dedicate to the things that you need to do because languages are always there and um just really depends uh if you want to go into hard mode you're welcome yeah chill nah no one will care actually right that's awesome um so speaking of that you said uh it'll go away what if you're like me? Like I used to be able to read like a full book, have a conversation in French, couldn't do it for the life of me anymore. So what about someone like me who used to have a pretty good grasp of the language? So I'm not going to need to start from scratch, but you know, where do I go from here? And like, how do I get that skill back? Hmm. I noticed that myself as well with French, the knowledge is actually there. Mm-hmm. You all, people always underestimate themselves, and I used to underestimate myself when it came when it came to French and when it comes to French. But I I can actually manage um, conversation work business conversations on the phone in full French, and I haven't touched a book for ten years almost. Wow. Of course, I'm advantaged because I study Sp- uh, I said I speak fluent Spanish, and I'm advantaged because I'm Italian. Therefore, of course, I'm aware of this personal advantage with this language. But really the knowledge is there. The thing is that we just need the stimuli. And how can we get this stimuli back? Doing the things that we like. You used to read a book, maybe try short stories first. Just maybe if you were at step three, do step two. Sure. Just a little bit above, uh, a little bit less than before, Mm -hmm. but it's there. It's just that we're we're always so used to um, be humble and also be insecure with ourselves. Maybe I cannot write a business letter because writing for me is also one of the skills that I really don't like practicing that much. <laughs> I, prefer, sure. I prefer speaking. Therefore, there's a natural dif- lack and difference between these two skills. But if I read it especially, um, it's there. And another thing, Passive skills are always higher than active skills. Passive skills are reading and listening because you grab the information and you elaborate it, while active um, skills are writing and speaking because there you are, there you have to think what you want to say or maybe write and you have to do the output. Right. And it's more than normal that these two skills are usually lower than the other two. Yeah. Because is easier to understand rather than elaborate. Yeah. Output it. Yeah, that's exactly true. I worked at Disney World for um, you know, but this was, you know, 20 years ago, and a couple came up to me and um asked if and this is closer in time to when I was actually speaking French. Um, but they asked if I spoke German and I said, "Oh, no, sorry, I don't." But then they asked if I spoke French and I'm like, we should probably put a Francais like, and I could totally understand what they were asking me, but I couldn't come up with the words to like say anything back. I'm just <laughs> like, they're over there. Like, 
<laughs> like I totally knew what you were saying, but I couldn't come up with those words. So you saying that those are two different like skills, like, yes, hundred percent. Yeah. They require different efforts. Mm -hmm. That's real easy. And just as I said, really, in my opinion, immersion is the best method. You usually do something in that language, translate it into French. Maybe about the quarter sessions that we love, yeah. that we care. Yeah. Watch them in French. Right. That's awesome. Um, so I did see uh, a post of yours about an energy menu. So I yeah. would you, I really want you to explain what that is and how it relates to learning this new skill like language. Well, um, it's idea. It's idea that actually um, I got influenced by one of my internet best friends. It's called Race T. Um, they introduced me to this kind of, you know, uh, kind of time management thing. But it's all about energy, because um, we're maybe this is a little bit sad to say, but we're like f cell phones, you know, we're we're like mobile phones, we're like smartphones. <laughs> I said a very ninety word. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a nineteen eighty baby. Therefore, we still have mobile and cell phones back in the days in the two thousands. Um, but um, we have a battery that lasts not even a old half whole day because we need rest as well therefore and besides the the physical energy we also have a mental energy there are th days maybe that we are feeling extremely active we want to be uh in the zone for studying like the old way in a more hardcore mode other days we, we just want to chill because we feel drained by the other things of the day and of the life, of course, and therefore building an energy menu is something that can help you not even think about what you want to do. So basically an energy menu is a creating a set of tasks, um, in this case, language learning wise, um, that require different levels of energy. Maybe um, watching a video for five minutes might be low energy or um, writing two lines about my day might be medium energy because I really don't like writing. And another one is having an hour long grammar or maybe vocab study session for high energy days. And what I do, um, what you can do with this energy menu is depending on how you feel like, you already have a set of tasks that you can do depending on how you feel. Maybe you have low energy, you have a set of tasks that you can do and not feel guilty that you skipped a day. Or maybe you already had a, a rough week when it comes to consistency and you can like choose or maybe come up with a new activity inspired from that and do that. Or maybe combine the different um, levels and the different tasks. If you're really extreme, if you're um, feeling extremely active and you want to really dig into um into the language learning session so it's basically it's nothing really that difficult um maybe to explain a little bit but to see it also visually um it's not really that complicated because you have to come up with your own ideas because for maybe something that for me is medium or high um, maintenance in terms of energy for someone might be something is extremely easy to do i i really hate writing but maybe someone else likes writing and this might be something that they can do in their low energy uh, uh sorry 
yeah in their low yeah. energy days because they just really enjoy it that they just do it like so naturally and it's like no effort well for me sitting there thinking about the word and sentence structure and combining them like a puzzle that for me is really draining and therefore more or less it's like that the energy management menu you have to choose what the tasks you want to do you prepare everything in advance and depending how you feel like you can have a, like an access of to you can have access to different tasks and keep going with your language studies. Yeah, I love that. Hey, hang on just one second. Sorry, my son was practicing the flute all of a sudden, like during. One pra people practice languages and some right. practice music. And I used to do both. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, suddenly I'm hearing a flute. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so another thing. So random. I know. <laughs> but I love that idea with an energy menu, like of okay, this, these are things I can handle on my low energy days. These are things I can handle on my high energy days. Um, that is, um, I, I love that concept. So I really wanted you to talk about it because I saw that. Um, another thing you're talking about on your social platforms is creating a study account. And I think we've kind of touched on this already with how we're consuming the content in mm -hmm. like in a different language, but go into a little bit more about what you mean by this study account and mm -hmm. how it helps as well. Well, um, it really helps in my opinion, having a study account, uh, choose your favorite platform because basically there are people um sharing about their studies and then sharing about their languages studies are basically everywhere even the old-fashioned tumblr is yeah. still pretty active in terms of study blur community um language-wise twitter and instagram are definitely the best um i see a rising in the trend uh in you know language learning things and study in tiktok as well because people as human being especially when it comes to you know this kind of activities like languages we are naturally inclined to share about it because maybe we can find new friends that are learning the same language so we can like you know team up study together and um, share about our experiences or maybe you know like friends so getting new friends like you are classmates because you're studying the same thing but it's also one of the best ways to meet natives because maybe you are someone from the US that who is uh, studying Spanish and wants to share about the progress. But there are also many Spanish students or maybe Spanish people in general because they're not also, there are many also um, not so young people, I would say, many adults yeah. and even people in their 60s as well really like um, really want to share about their progress as well when it comes to um, maybe English because they've never studied in school that well and maybe they're from uh, a Spanish-speaking country or vice versa. Um, therefore, social media and the rise of using the internet for studying languages really had an effect uh, on the whole community and the whole way we study and approach languages. And languages were made to communicate therefore creating an account 
or maybe just sharing about the progress with the language is one of the most common things that we're inclined to because this way we can make friends like as i said already like the classmates that we sh we, we basically share the journey together but also it's like the language exchange thing you know maybe you or like with your with your son for example or your nephew don't remember no my your nephew. nephew my nephew yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, through this passion of languages they actually ended up together right yeah, I, uh, my sister showed up for a second too. So she's like, this is her. He's really good from a young age. He used to make his own flashcards with foreign words on it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's the same guy. But um, anyway, um, I love what you were saying there um, with these study accounts. And when I saw you post about that, um, totally makes sense, you know, because sometimes you don't want to clutter up like your main you know, like if I'm blogging in Instagram, I want to see what my friends are doing or things like mm -hmm. that. Like I'm not really in this like study mode, but then if I toggle over to a, like my study account, then all of a sudden I'm following, you know, people that are speaking French and other people learning French and things like that, where it's just all like all about French. And like, I love that kind of like separating my life out like that. I separate my life out a lot with other things. <laughs> No, no, I, I totally get it because also, yeah, my not, not many people really understand it, especially when it comes to um, monolingual countries. And I, and I speak from a, like from the perspective of a very monolingual country because Italy um, it really, is really behind when it comes to language learning. Um, but really doing a separate account, posted in English because I wanted to, to improve it and wanted to connect with other people because in my area there was no one that could understand me and like hey what do you do for albi hey i stay at home and study languages what <laughs> <laughs> why are you not going to clubs right uh they're so boring <laughs> uh, but thanks to my studygram account um because i really loved taking photos of you know going to university i was also someone was like oh my gosh i moved to another city uh, to the big city um because i, I am originally from um a small uh, town in the countryside in another area therefore oh i moved to milan i'm studying japanese the language of my dreams yeah and i really want to share it oh no one's basically doing my same the same faculty because the college that i attended was a little bit different than the conventional languages and translation mm -hmm. oh maybe there might be someone from my school maybe from others that has the same thing why try now and for the curiosity um also it really helps when it comes to this kind of things you have to be a little bit naturally inclined to um wanting to share and but I guess this is very um, natural. Uh, it comes naturally to language learners because unless they're extremely introvert, we're all a little bit extrovert. Everyone is a little bit extrovert if they learn languages because they're naturally inclined to wanting to share and communicate with the with the other side, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, the last kind of thing I wanted to touch on, I saw this post of yours. It's kind of like 
your method for learning a new language and you had a few steps. I'd love to, like, if you could just go through the steps really quick and kind of what they're all about. Okay. So this was probably a little bit old, but I'm trying to reconnect with what I said. But the main steps, like, for example, I would like to start Mandarin Chinese really soon. And the first thing that I would do um, therefore, the steps that I that I also suggested in my post definitely getting used to the language. The first thing that you have to do is not like, okay, I'm gonna impulse buy everything that I can find about this language and start from zero and doing it. No, I want to take a chill. I want to get to know the language because languages are like people; they are spoken by people. You want to get to know them a little bit first to see if you match. You know if you that. vibe with this person so definitely when i will start studying mandarin i would like to take my time and see how the language is structured uh, if i like the sounds of the language if i maybe repeat some sentences out loud if i like how my voice uh, sounds or maybe if i like the way this language works and stuff like that so it's like getting to know each other. It's like it's like going on a date, you know. <laughs> First, you have to get to know the other person because you cannot just start, just go straight into it, into the relation. Um, or it it might happen that you might burn out with the language as well if you just jump straight into it. And then building my foundation with my method, a good grammar book for the gram. Um, yeah, good good textbook for the grammar and for the other things like the spine of my of my learning and then build around it with lots of immersion even though if i don't understand it's not the point the point is that i have to get used to the language because when you're a child when you're three years old maybe you don't understand what your grandparents are talking about even in english right you don't know all the language all the words you don't know everything every single nuance but it's okay because you learn that with time. And therefore, the more you start building with patience, because that's what many people lack of is patience. You have to be like a little um, baby Yoda. You have to be <laughs> there and try your best and get all the energies to, okay, I don't understand this, but if I were a three-year-old, um kid even if i were for example my son i wouldn't understand everything that i i'm talking about maybe with with dad with my partner stuff like that so it's also a, a matter of mindset and acceptance that mistakes and not knowing everything are actually the it's like the spaces in between where we can fill the gap and of the knowledge but there are times that you can do that. Maybe there are times that you cannot do that yet. So it's really a lot about mindset as well. And then I would definitely start um, doing some output. Uh, yeah, make patients our best friend. And I'm really impulsive. As a, I, I'm a very impulsive person, but I really had to make peace with myself. I'm like, okay. I'm studying that many languages. I cannot be fluent in this this one if it's really different from uh, my native one in a year. That's impossible. Maybe you can do that with Portuguese, but because 
I speak, I'm Italian, I speak Spanish, and I speak French. You have to be really realist when it comes to languages because it's not a matter of um, no being realist, it's, it's all about protecting yourself. It's not about um, diminish or also take like underestimate you and your knowledge and your capabilities is is about protecting yourself protecting your passion protecting your hobby and really take it chill <laughs> that that's the really biggest tip that i that i can share with other because it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the in the momentum in uh in the new thing in the, in in this really big thing but it will burn you and it's, trust me that I have been through this for since basically I was six years old for, and um, did it with multiple languages um, because I was almost on the verge of dropping Japanese um, at university. I was really in a way like I cannot do this anymore because especially academia um, is not the way I usually approach languages. Um, in my university, basically everything was has had to be learned by heart, but I'm not that kind of person. Mm. I'm slower. I'm on the slower side of learners, but when I do, but when I understood, I have another mm, grasp of the language, like a more natural one. Right, and that's it. It's all about getting to know yourself how you learn, what you want to do with the language and adapt your studies to you and not you to the studies. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, this is kind of like talking back from what we were talking about earlier, but um, native speakers are so forgiving of people just trying to speak their language. And when they went to Mexico, people were so helpful and patient with us. Um, I think that's, you know, something we touched on earlier where they're just, excited that you're trying and like they can see the effort that you're putting in to to speak their language mm -hmm. especially when it comes to someone who is a native from a country they might oh they might also fear as well you know mm, there are people who are like have some feelings toward other people from other countries because they're so maybe scared of what they see and the stereotypes yeah. Therefore, it's not really that easy also to be that um, that open-minded. Mm -hmm. Even when you're a native and you're seeing someone else. Because maybe you have been kind of traumatized by other experiences. Like, oh no, they're mocking me. Right. This is so weird. Um, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. But when you see there is someone on the other side who is really genuinely trying their best even with difficulty and say oh, like I'm sorry um I'm trying but it just doesn't come up like I'm, I'm feeling embarrassed myself uh, you know it's like that moment of um it's not pity it's just you know what if I were in the other situation what if I was one that was in difficulty because I couldn't really understand or maybe have a good knowledge of the language and I cannot speak with the other one so really uh native speak it, of course it's like even with people from the same country you will never know how people will react to other things the important thing is to be kind and open-minded and accepted 
um, you have a, a, a little bit generous, you know, with the, with your emotions as well. But definitely, you know, when you're in the community, like internet space, this is one of the safest space I've ever uh, like belonged to. Of course, there are people who are extremely mean as well, but you know, it's the internet. It's the, it's the internet. It's, it's the internet. Um, do you really care about someone who doesn't show her fa- their face and not even their name? Uh, personally, I don't care. Like, right. I have been mocked a little bit, but seriously, at least I try. Right. You know? but- I think that's one one area. Well, I mean, there's a lot of areas where people from the United States can improve, but um, where people from the United States can really show that grace to other people who are trying to learn English too. Um, so I am the head of tech support for a Wi-Fi router company. Most of my techs are in the Philippines, and you know they do their job in English. And the amount of people who like, can I just have somebody who speaks English? You know, I'm like, they speak really good English and you're not like, you're not appreciating the fact that like they do their job in a completely different language than their native language. And like that should really be celebrated and like given grace, like, oh, hey, like I know you're smart you just don't have the same language skills that I do because I'm a native English speaker, you know, and I think giving that grace to people who are not native English speakers is something we can definitely improve on. No, in fact, and another thing that I always say reconnected to this is as long as people can understand you so they can get the core message out, you're fine. You don't have to be perfect at all. (laughs) Like even tonight, I'm pretty sure I made my mistakes in English as well. I am 100% sure because, of course, I don't breathe English right. all day long. I don't wake up dreaming in English. Well, sometimes, yeah. But that's <laughs> what I think. Um, well, sometimes it's dreaming English, but I don't do that every single day. I don't speak right. with other people surrounding me in English every single day, 24-7. I do not come from an English-speaking country, and I come from a monolingual family. Right. But, you know, I try my best. I really like this language. I, I learned the hard way and I learned the, the really good way as well because um, I went to the U.S. twice and went to the U.K. Um, to really study, like, yeah. intensive course courses. But I, I'm pretty sure the chat and you understood me besides I'm not a native English speaker. Right. Uh, so get your core message across. And you're done. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to mention or talk about that we missed, didn't cover? No, well, actually, I think we cover almost everything. I'm so, so happy and I really appreciate for this opportunity. And if you're into language learning or maybe you would like ask me something a little bit more specific, uh, my DMs are always open. I might not be the best at answering like immediately because, oh, you know, time zone Time zones, yeah. <laughs> and life, that yeah. always gets in between. I always say that. But seriously, um, languages are not only, are, are not a subject, uh, a, school, a school subject only. There's a whole world behind it because languages are connected to cultures, we're connected to people, we're connected to all humankind, basically. Therefore, think more about 
um, the potentialities behind language learning and encourage people to um, do that. Not only because it's funny, not only because it can be a hobby, it, and it's a very good hobby. It's like on the healthy part of hobbies, but right. seriously, is it, it enriches you. If you have the right um, mindset, the right also heart to this, um, it can be a life-changing experience. Because, for example, if I have never fallen in love with um, English, I wouldn't be here, for example, yeah. together talking about it. Yeah, for sure. So if you're not already following her on Instagram, it's super easy. Just Michelle Languages. That <laughs> is how you will find Michelle. So definitely check her out on Instagram. Um, uh, and then your website is michelle-languages.com. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So go check out, check her out. She's got so much more information than, uh, than we even covered here. So, um, if you're interested in learning languages, definitely go follow your polygot bestie. That's what I loved. When <laughs> I love in your uh, profile, like your polygot bestie. So thank you so much, Michelle. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, really best chat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for listening to Family Tech Talk. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I am Family Tech on all platforms and respond to all of my DMs. You can also become one of my techs by joining the Facebook group, our subreddit, or the Discord server. Just search any platform for Family Tech and you'll be sure to find the community.